The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, in a recently uh, published uh, index of the most popular cycling cities uh, in the world uh, in terms of infrastructure, that is, uh, Dublin was the only Irish city to rank. It came 60th out of 90 from a high, would you believe, only back in 2011. It was about, uh, where was it? It was in the top 20. It was in the top 20 as recently as 2011 and now down to 60th out of 90. Well, Dr. Robert Egan is with me, who is an engineer and a research fellow in Trinity College, uh, Dublin. Uh, Robert, you're welcome to studio. Um, What is it that is so dysfunctional about our cycling infrastructure that we're tumbling down league tables like this? Yeah, uh, so I suppose um, this, there was a brilliant OECD report published quite recently about cycling uh, and other uh, types of transport systems in Ireland. And uh, one of the big issues is that there has been a very long term investment in car use and a, a broader system uh, that supports car use, uh, including car parking, petrol stations, urban sprawl and other kind of aspects such as uh, extended driveways. Um, so a big part, I suppose, um, of the problem with cycling in, in Dublin City in particular is that there's a scarcity of space. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of cars brought into the city um, and as well as been a lot of urban sprawl too, of course, which has pushed cars out of the city. Uh, but fundamentally, there are too many cars in the city um, and that makes it a very hostile environment, particularly with uh, the pockets of 30 kilometre zones, but also some 50 kilometre zones a little bit outside. And make it a very hostile and precarious uh, environment for cyclists in Ireland. And therefore cyclists feel unsafe cycling in the city. Is that it? That's the consequence? Uh, yes. So some of the, the research I've done in the past has uh, involved interviews with women and men cyclists uh, who use cycling for everyday transport in Ireland and indeed as parents as well. And some of the big issues were around infrastructure, the fact that it's very badly networked. There can be uh, uh, basically pockets where you're on the road and other parts where you need to cycle in the, the cycle infrastructure or at least used to in some, in some cases. Um, but another big part was actually being disregarded, having spaces that uh, are dedicated to cycling and where cyclists are supposed to go in some people's eyes, uh, being disregarded, illegally parked in. But then when you're on the road, uh, being beeped, being honked, being close past. So not being treated as, as a full and entitled road user um, uh, basically in public space. And then lastly then as well, uh, a lack of protection for cyclists as well, a lack of protection and policing of the spaces, keeping uh, cycle dedicated spaces clear uh, and as well a lack of kind of, I suppose, appreciation for how frightening cycling can be when mm. it, when you can be bullied off the road, particularly so, if somebody's not confident. Th- there's nothing we can do about the urban sprawl that already exists. You know, thousands and thousands of people will have to come into the city centre. In this city, and it's true when you take it to other cities as well, maybe on a smaller scale, but we'll just stick with Dublin as the example, um, from, from Swords and from Lucan and from Tala and other places into the city every day. So in order to get them in, but, but make the city centre less hostile, it's about getting those people people onto public transport, is it? Uh, yes, so uh, you, you can see in uh, uh, countries with high levels of cycling, you have fantastic integration of cycling with public transport. Um, and one of the aspects to that can be uh, really good cycle parking at rail, rail stations in particular. Uh, so some studies in the Netherlands have looked at uh, what, what kind of combinations work best, but in particular, a uh, cycle from a home, ne- home end destination to the rail station. Uh, so which, what's usually called an access journey. Uh, to rail is usually one of the best combinations that, that can happen. Mm. Um, so connecting up with good rail uh, and perhaps even tram as well. And what, what about, uh, have any jurisdictions kind of uh, cracked the nut of, of integration between cycling and buses? Getting your bike on the bus? 
Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, there's not a huge amount of work on that, to my knowledge, but what I have looked at around cycle parking in particular, uh, found that actually uh, cycle parking with buses isn't very effective, uh, possibly because of the types of journey journeys that buses take, maybe because they may not travel as long distances in some instances as well. Uh, but rail, maybe because of its high capacity as well for individual journeys, um, seems to work particularly well. And you can mm. see that with the investment in long-term uh, cycle parking facilities. And that's particularly important now uh, in Ireland, I think, because of the many people who purchase a bike with the Bike to Work scheme, for example. And then as well with the uh, explosion of e-bike purchases as well, with people maybe not being as confident leaving their bike uh, in a place that might be subject to theft. Um, we've been talking a lot on, on, on this show and, and other shows have as well been talking a lot about kind of crime in Dublin City Centre in recent times and one of the issues that comes up is kind of perception and reality and that perception is reality so even if crime isn't maybe as bad in some areas if people feel it's as bad you've got a problem you need to solve to what extent does that translate to cycling that kind of that there's a perception out there uh, Dublin City Centre no-go area I'm not going in there way too dangerous uh, yeah, and this is for... Uh, for, for cycling, not okay. crime. You know what I mean? That there's an idea that... Um, that, that, that I, I'm not necessarily saying we kind of... We, we compound it by talking about the hostile environment because you have to talk about what is real, but that people feel it is maybe more hostile than it is okay, or that it's more yeah. dangerous than it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a big part of the research and in the past, uh, there's often a, a real emphasis on safety and danger. Um, but actually, um, with some of the interviews that I did, a, a big thing that also came out, and this is big as well, in, in, for example, in the UK, near-miss near research in the UK and uh, other research around the legitimacy of cyclists as road users, is actually a lack of respect and, and, a, and a fear of, I suppose, being uh, subordinated while cycling You know, in traffic, being bullied, I suppose, in public space. And also, it can be very humiliating to be beeped at, for example, uh, so I suppose like aspects of it may not just be around a fear of danger, which is obviously um, awful to experience when you know just trying to get from A to B. But another element can also just not being uh, recognised and being stigmatised as a road user, which I still think is a problem uh, for for cyclists in Dublin. Although arguably maybe improving with increasing rates in the city centre. Well, listen, it's really interesting talking to you, Robert. Thanks many for coming Thanks into so. studio. Dr. Robert Egan is an engineer and a research fellow at Trinity College, uh, Dublin. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.